Every night they would warn of the skies together, but one of the other spirits was jealous. Trickster wanted the beer for himself, so he told Keikowatsu that the moon had asked for a six-pack. He told him to come to our world and pick her some random crafts, but Keikowatsu didn't know once you leave the spirit world, you could never go back. And every night he looks up at the sky, sees the giant keg, and howls her name. But he can never do a keg stand again. Man, Cuckoo Kachu got screwed. Pops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer. And enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is our 199th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wobam Entertainment. We are the internet's premier pod for bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight, we finish our look at the franchise entry flops with the single best piece of evidence that the X-Men films had zero interest in canon or continuity, X-Men Origins Wolverine. I am your trickster host, Captain Cash, and along with me tonight are Fred Duke's dietrician, Chumzilla. I'm the best at what I do, and what I do ain't pretty. Is that how it goes? Is, is what you do eat a lot of Taco Bell? I, uh, yeah, I prescribed you a diet of 6,000 calories a day of nothing but cheesy gordita crunches. Sweet, sweet Taco Bell. And along with me is also the president of the Hugh Jackman fan club, the Thunderous Wizard. All right, so it's been a while since I revisited Origins, and now I'm just going to walk until my feet bleed and then keep walking right off a bridge. So... Are you sure you wouldn't prefer that I just shoot you in the head with an adamantium bullet and oh, you can that, forget yeah. the last two hours? That might be a better call. That'll save me some time. Let's just do that. Yeah. Okay. Hold still. <laughs> this is going to sting a little. The uh, special edition of the uh, the DVD release does come with a mind erasing <laughs> adamantium bullet. I, I would hope so. Yeah. All right, points of order. You can find this show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops and Wobam Entertainment at W-O-B-A-M-E-N-T. Wolverine is on Stars for free, which if you have that service, way to go you. You should probably stay closer up with your bills and notice that recurring subscription and stop it. But, you know, if you didn't, you can watch X-Men Origin Wolverine or you can rent it for about three bucks across multiple platforms. Or you could own it like I'm sure the Thunderous Wizard does. Yep, I own it. You know, it's one of those things. It came with a digital copy and it came with the DVD copy. So I threw away the DVD because after the Wolverine came out, my dog ate the case for the Wolverine. So I had to take the unrated edition of the Wolverine and put it inside my X-Men Origins case. Turns out, bad idea. I forgot it was in there. That's a much better movie than this. So... (laughs) <laughs> listen i like the wolverine but i can recognize it's not a great film and it is like leagues better than this like it's not even close it's like the dark knight compared to this yeah which <laughs> pretty depressing 
Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Wolverine, uh, but I've seen it. And even though I don't like that movie, I would much rather watch it instead. That's that's just the truth. Neither neither of these movies are perfect Wolverine movies, but yeah, that one. Wow. At least it's watchable. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get into the beer tonight. Uh, I've secured a Letterkenny Puppers beer uh, brewed in Toronto by Mill Street Brewing. Uh, this is only available in Canada uh, and is tied to the Letterkenny show, which there is rumblings that perhaps the lead, actually, he's the lead actor, he's the writer and the director for much of the show, Jared Kiso, could be our new Wolverine. We'll see. Uh, but in any case, fucking have a Puppers, all right? Cheers, eh? Hey, he's, eh? He's Canadian, eh? So that fits. Listen, I'm going to be real with you. I don't. I only bought one case of this uh, when I was in Canada last, and um, it's a five percent ABV, and uh, it's a it's a lager. It's a gold lager. Um, it's uh, slightly better than any macro brew, I guess. I'm I mean, not sure. Are we talking like Paps Blue Ribbony? It's not that good. Oh, it's close. It's closer to a uh, a Bud Light, Miller Light. It's uh, well, just right down the middle. You got to be hard now, eh, Captain Cash? Got to be hard now. Ah, uh, fucking hard, you know. Um, I I'm gonna call this beer. God, I, one movie, one movie. If it is explicitly tied to Canada, okay. Which this movie is. So mm-hmm. let's talk about. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, it was directed by Gavin Hood. He'd mostly done smaller thing, uh, smaller films to that point. Like, is it Totsi? I believe it's Sotsi. Uh, and that won an Oscar. Tootsie. I believe that was best yeah. uh, foreign film. I've seen it. Uh, it's a good movie. But What's having seen it, uh, it's like about a kid who, who grows up on the streets in South Africa. It's been a long time. I saw it because I knew he was directing this. So that's, I mean, that's how long ago I saw it. And uh, it does not like scream like, oh, we should hire this guy to do our $100 million movie. We should do the, we should give the effects heavy (laughs) superhero action film to the dude who did the quiet drama. I mean, it's worked before, but but didn't work this time. Uh, It did get him the gig though. uh, And it's also why the student studio apparently pushed him around quite a bit also uh this thing was co-written by david benioff of game of thrones fame (laughs) don't tell me the movie falls apart at the end yes yes it does like it it doesn't hang together well at all but it ends particularly badly oh god we should have known then (laughs) yeah what did we learn (laughs) apparently nothing Nothing. Clearly, we learned nothing in that intervening 10 years. Uh, The film obviously stars Hugh Jackman, a.k.a. Jimmy, a.k.a. Logan, a.k.a. The Wolverine. Uh, Liev Schreiber as Victor Creed, a.k.a. Sabretooth. Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Weapon 11. We will not call him Deadpool on this podcast. There's a better one. Uh, we get Danny Houston, and I thought it was a very memorable, well-done turn as Striker, especially after Brian Cox did it in X2. Yeah. Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas is here as John Wraith, uh, oh, a.k.a. No. Kestrel, I think. Oh, 
Um, originally, I, I read that they wanted like ran- the uh, the MMA guy Rampage somebody. Oh yeah. Oh, that would have been that, that would have been way better. Yeah. Would it have? I it mean, it would have saved us the Logan. Let's get it started. Ha. <laughs> Well, I, I hate to say it, but the Black Eyed Peas are 0 for 2 on this pod. But not in our hearts. Was Fergie on the pod? When was Fergie <laughs> no, on the pod? It was, it was uh, what's the other guy's yeah, name? The DJ guy or whatever. The, yeah. the, the awful Vega from the Chun-Li movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. Wow, it's been a little while. Yeah, he makes Chris Klein look dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Klein is incredibly dynamic. He walks through the raindrops, all right? This film, however, also has Lynn Collins as Kyla Silverfox, uh, Kevin Durand as Fred Dukes, a.k.a. The Blob, Dominic Mahanigan, hey, it's a hobbit, as Chris Bradley, Daniel Henney as Agent Zero, and Taylor Kitsch as Remy LeBeau, a.k.a. Gambit. Uh, Did you ever think we'd get multiple alums from John Carter in the same pod again? Uh, I kind of feel like they're cursed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, honestly, her career kind of, after those two movies, hits just a brick wall. And his, to, to and a degree, she's not the too. worst part in any of them. No, no. she's definitely not. Uh, hey, but welcome back, Kevin Durant. Three-peat. We got Primal. Yeah. We got this. I, I we remember. got uh, Mystery Alaska. I like I like that actor. I don't know anything about him. I but... love him. He's a, he's a good old Canadian boy. I love him. Ah, bless him. All right, well, this film was released in May of 2009. was not exactly a flop. Uh, It grossed $173.1 million on a budget of $150 million. It may have made more money had an unfinished version of the film not leaked online months before its release. And Captain Cash, do you know how it was leaked? I, I have read this story, but I can't remember. What is it? You Tell me. Yeah, allegedly... Because, um, you know, obviously this is a Fox production. So Fox, you know, had a copy that was letting certain you know executives and whatnot and people see. Apparently, they tracked the leak back to a copy given to Rupert Murdoch himself. So the leak was from the top, man. The call is coming from inside the house. Yeah. I think so not only the- is he is he responsible for the rise of fascism. He also fucked up the fourth Wolverine movie. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot, dude. If anybody was going to sabotage you, Jackman. It's the ugly, jealous Australian guy who's exactly. undermining so he, U.S. politics. He he did this just years. to hamstring Jackman. That's what this was. This was a revenge leak. That's what you get for coming here, being all pretty with your singing voice and your straight teeth. And your <laughs> not flabby, just horrid appearance. Hugh Jackman, totally unaware it's happening. It's just like, I just wanted to sing Oklahoma, guys. Come on. Five, six, seven, eight. Fussy. Anyway, sorry. We're getting way off track. Uh, this thing took a beating, a, a real clawing. It uh, had its face filled with hot metal by the critics and currently sits at 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the user score is about 58, so not still, still not great. And yeah. Metacritic has it as a 40. Uh, this, the reception to this, immediately destroyed any hopes of further Origins projects, uh, particularly the one they were going to do about Magneto, which also makes me angry because the best part of First Class 
is like the five minutes we get of Magneto Nazi Hunter. Yes. And I'm pissed well, we didn't get that movie. Well, they wouldn't have done that then. Well, so from that's what my, I, I take solace in that. From what I read, though, they did take portions of that script and put it into first class. Oh, no kidding. But had they made it, would we have gotten like a Magneto's, you know, in Auschwitz and all of a sudden he meets Beast. He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I don't know. I'm just here because the studio <laughs> thinks we can have spinoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. Also, I get how you can do that with uh, a hero or as we were talking earlier, how you can do like a trilogy with Darth Vader, you know, being the end of it. But like, how do you do a Magneto movie where he turns evil? You know, it's just kind of hard to get behind that character. And if he doesn't take a turn towards the evil at the end, then is it really a good Magneto movie? I would have taken 90 minutes of Magneto Nazi Hunter and it would have been yeah. great. Well, I think it ends exactly like first class ends. Like you get yeah. to the point where he's, he finally, he goes full on bad, but you know, you get that sense of humanity and you also get that why. sense of empathy for him because he goes through hell. I mean, Wolverine also not a particularly like likable guy. Right. I, I think this movie does a really weird job of trying to like toe that balance or toe that line, maintain that balance. You're supposed to kind of want to root for him as the anti-hero, but he's also like two blood spurts away from being in a R-rated movie because he's you know just murking dudes like in Logan. Save these thoughts because I think we, yeah. sh- we should dive into like sure why why did this not work and you know why can some prequels work and where's where is this missing that but uh, we want to be fair to Benioff even as we hate his guts uh apparently his original script was much better uh, apparently it was leaner tighter mo- more focused and did not feature an abundance of random mutants or the much maligned fake deadpool we get here uh, all of that was inserted later and those aren't the only differences there are many at the time of the release there were numerous reports of furious writing being done on the film, script pages being handed in the day of shooting. Uh, Reynolds even said he wrote most of his dialogue himself. Mm. Essentially, Hood wanted to make a movie about the origins of the Weapon X program and how Wolverine came to be. And Fox wanted to make a movie that could lead to sequels for other X-Men characters. And at the time, uh, Ryan Reynolds was already working on the Deadpool project. So and would have been yeah this is very much would, a back we'll go on to learn mind. yeah yeah there's a reason he was able to secure creative control for that and ensure that he was a producer and he saw what happened here i mean everybody did and this movie's yeah. a hot yeah. mess and the backlash was uh, pretty damaging to everybody except Hugh Jackman and it shouldn't have been damaging to him or most no. of the other actors involved uh, or the director, because most of this was not his fault. He got bullied. I think that's fair. But how would you describe this in one sentence? Uh, let's give it to Chumzilla. X-Men Origins colon Wolverine is what you get when a coked up studio exec asks the question, what if we do Commando with mutants? Commutanto. All right, very good. Thunder Wizard, what you got? There are taking liberties with a character's origins. And then there's this, which is, oh, man, what do we got? What do we, who, who, who do we have the rights to? Yeah, put him in there. Put that in there. Put this in there. Put this in there. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Yeah. 
That, does it make sense? Oh, that doesn't matter. People watch it. It's fine. It's totally fine. I mean, in fairness, they did totally watch it. My one sentence description is going to go with X-Men Origins, colon. This is colon. I don't lower colon. Terrible. Don't like this. Take it back. Uh, the actual IMDb description, however, is the early years of James Logan featuring his rivalry with his brother, Victor Creed, in service of the special forces team Weapon X and his experimentation into the metal lined mutant Wolverine. So let's get to the plot. That's a mouthful. <sighs> yeah, there there is a lot of heavy lifting going on yeah. in that one sentence description. Not, not the best work there, I am. Not, uh, not sure that makes sense for all the twists and turns this movie <laughs> takes. Yeah. There, there are a lot of twists and turns that this movie takes. Very few of them it earns, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. um, and this is a very truncated plot, too, because... The movie does a lot of stuff, and most of it doesn't matter. All right, well, the film opens in 1845 with a young boy, Jimmy, witnessing his father's death at the hands of the groundskeeper. I don't know, sure, okay, that's that's what it says online, Uh, Thomas Logan. The stress of watching his father die causes Jimmy's bone claws to pop out of his hands for the first time. Jimmy kills Thomas, who admits to being Jimmy's real father with his dying breath. Jimmy and his new half-brother, Victor, run away and join the army to fight in the Civil War, both World Wars, and Vietnam. Which, to be fair... Is the coolest part of the movie. Yeah. Makes total sense. A couple Canadian guys going fighting in the Civil War. I kind of figured they were soldiers of fortune at that point. Yeah, yeah, just like, going to yeah, like the predator, just going to where conflict is. You shouldn't yeah. have done that, Jimmy. I'm your dad. <laughs> what? I, I'd forgotten about that part of the movie. And I'm like, oh god! And how come they make they? How come they go out of their way to make Jimmy's fake dad look like Hugh Jackman? Exactly well, like Hugh Jackman. Because <laughs> he's gonna—that's he, his kid, so he should look like Hugh Jackman. But no, but he's not the real father. Hey, no, can he, we <laughs> can we just question Mr. Howlett's like hiring skills? He he clearly tells Victor, your father's drunk again. Why don't you fire him? You're the guy who owns the mansion. And he's not Maybe drunk he's at worried. all, right? <laughs> like I, I, that, the whole the whole opening sequence is nonsensical. So we're supposed to assume that his mom was cheating on his dad. Like it's yes. There's uh, it's okay, and, and I I don't know. It's it, the whole opening is just bizarre. Well, I mean, it's pulled directly from the origins comic. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but that's like the third or fourth version of Wolverine's. I mean, origin. that's fair. Yeah. But Is, go, isn't go it one of the yeah. less liked origins? There's not a big clamoring for the, the Jimmy yeah. Howlett stuff. Well, my question is, if the groundskeeper is Thomas Logan, why is it Victor Creed? Yeah, yeah. And well, it's explicitly Victor Creed in the film, too. Well, the deleted scene with Jerry Springer explains all that, but. Okay, okay, I was home for Maury, but I'll settle uh, for, Jerry, for Jerry. By the way, none of Red this Jerry. is in the Benioff script, which is mu- it's set much more uh, contemporary times. And he's yeah. like Wolverine, sort of like he's sort of like Spider Man, gets picked on, like he's kind of a nerd and he's developing slower. And there's things about that script that also don't work very well. But yeah, 
anything better it's than just the a... child acting that happens here. So, yeah. Well, and again, it seems like they're trying to make us like sympathetic towards the character by giving this tragic backstory. But I'm like, is that really core to the, what Wolverine is? Is that we feel bad for him? Well, no, I think the whole thing about Wolverine is you're not supposed to know a whole lot about him. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, which is the which the mysterious backstory is a more fun one. But anyway, yeah, sorry. Uh, so I, yeah, do, they, they, I, I do like that his haircut was stylish in every decade from 1850 yes. onward. <laughs> Never changes. Same haircut. Still looks good. Still looks good. Same thing as Steve Schreiber. He, he yeah. got one look in one of them old timey silver mirrors, like not an actual mirror, just like really polished metal. <laughs> and he went, This is it. This, this is, is my look. This is it. I'm done. Yeah, and I will admit I do like the the flat war flashback scene. I feel like that was that might have been a better place to start the, the so, movie. <laughs> but anyway, why didn't we just get a movie of that? That's what I want to know. At least uh, that would have been you cool. know, a third to half. So you know? ironically, and, uh, right? Anyway. This this came out the same year as Watchmen. Two uh-huh. extremely op- similar opening sequences, montages through the decades of things changing. Uh, one of them is much more effective than the other, but I do like this opening scene. Yeah, they they train they try to do something that and it mostly works. Um, it's not as good as Watchmen though, but it's you know it's it's one of the better parts of the movie, sadly. But anyway, so it's while they're in Vietnam, Victor loses his impulse control and is sexually assaulting a Vietnamese civilian and uh, ends up killing his uh, commanding officer uh, for trying to stop him, but. Logan doesn't see the first half. He just sees the uh, the second half where he's defending himself effectively. So he comes to the Victor's aid and they both get uh, court-martialed and sentenced to a firing squad. Question. But, was, dun, this dun, a, dun. was this supposed to be a reference to the Me Lai massacre? Is that what was happening there? Uh, uh, yes, I no believe clue. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Feels a little gross thing, to yeah. use that like that, but sure, why not? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, they're also, but, uh, you know, they're showing that dichotomy between the two but in the end does any of that stuff they do in this opening scene really matter because he holds none of that against victor again they're trying to give uh, wolverine a weird unearned moral code um <clears throat> but of course they don't die because they both have mutant healing factors and that's where we meet major william striker who recruits the brothers to join his mysterious team x which just turns out to be an evil a team of mutants Including the OG Wade Wilson, as played by Ryan Reynolds. I mean, this is this was his first uh, crack at Deadpool, folks, and boy, it does not go well. Uh, Logan leaves the team again because he's got some, you know, uh, moral issues with what the team is doing and how immoral their missions are. Uh, years later, his old teammates start dropping one by one. Stryker meets with Lumberjack Logan to warn him about the team killer, and Victor appears to be the killer himself. We know that because he shows up and kills Logan's Canadian wife. Uh, so Logan then agrees to work with Stryker again and allow himself to be experimented on if it means he can kill Victor. Uh, and this is how Logan gets his adamantium skeleton. Uh, and then he busts his way out of the Weapon X facility before they can erase his memory. Now, here's where I want to say. We do make mention of things that were changed. But I like this element that it's not that Wolverine... James Howlett Logan gets kidnapped and experimented on. Yeah. It's that he chooses it. Like he's working with Stryker. I think it's funny you called this commando because 
this feels as much like total recall as anything to me. Yeah. Where yeah. you're getting to see Cohagen and I, I well, I, what's his name? What's the bad Arnold? Quaid. Quaid. Quaid, yeah. Yeah. Quaid and uh well, I forget the other one. Named one. after yeah. Randy Quaid. Um I, 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 I correct myself. This should have been called Logan, a Star Wars story. Because everything <laughs> we find out about Han Solo and Solo, a Star Wars story, like where did he get his jacket? Where did he get his name? That's yep. this movie, but way worse. That's my son's jacket. What do you want it to say? Wolverine. Like, you still chomping on cheap cigars? Even though he's not at all the first part of the movie? No, the part that wants. kills me is the whole idea why he chooses Wolverine as the name. It is that monologue that, we started with. God yeah, awful story, yeah. yeah. Wolverines don't howl at the moon. That's a wolf. That's, uh, I have so many, yeah. so many issues with this movie, which is like, it's like it casually read the comics and then was like, yeah, well, we're on, yeah we, we got it. I think we got it. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. I, I, what bothers me about the movie is that it makes perfect sense that they wipe his mind right then and there. Like, as if he doesn't know that's coming and they do it either before the surgery or after, it doesn't matter. But there's no reason to have that be the fake out, you know, at, at that point. Or not the fake yeah. out. Just, it overcomplicates the plot. I mean, you could, you could you just wipe his mind. You couldn't have wiped his memory while you were drilling into his forehead. Um, all of a sudden, it his doesn't super change the end of the movie at all. Appears, right? even though it really doesn't matter throughout most of the rest of the movie. Like, but now he can hear underwater. Yeah, I mean, I think they there's the whole scene too with the the villagers in Africa when they're stealing the diamonds, where he does like he has a weird he, yes. like is he hearing their heartbeat? Is that what it is? And he's like a human lie detector now. It's like yes, they're I, not just lying, like yeah. But yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff. But yeah, they should just wiped his mind right there and just had him escape and be the mindless guy we end up seeing in first class. Uh, or is it is that the second or third one? Which one does Hugh Jackman show up in? It's Apocalypse. Is well, Hugh Jackman Apocalypse? shows up in Apocalypse with the traditional Weapon X helmet, which looked pretty awesome from the yeah. yeah from the comic and from the miniseries. I mean, yeah. that's the only thing that works in Apocalypse because that movie is. It's, it's probably worse than this one. You mean you don't like Oscar Isaac under three pounds of blue makeup? It's me. Yeah, he's not even the worst part of the movie. Come to get you. This, that character design's terrible. Uh, but no, that is the classic look, and they allude to it in this film. But anyway, um, so he escapes that Weapon X facility, and that's where you get the famous pool shot of a shredded uh, Hugh Jackman. Um, yeah, and I then freeze frame that all night. I just stopped <laughs> yeah. there. Was there was there more to the movie? I had to pause the movie and take a break there, yeah. Uh, but no, so Logan starts tracking down his... Oh, I mean, I guess we already mentioned it. Yes, this is where he uh, is on the run from Stryker and his forces, and he gets his leather jacket that we see in the first X-Men movie, uh, which is the closest thing we see to uh, see Wolverine in uh, to any kind of comic-accurate uh, costume in this movie is right there is the leather jacket. That's, that is a stretch, but that is what we get. Uh, so he meets up with his old teammates, and... Cryptically, they explain to him that Stryker is using Victor to hunt mutants down one by one and take them back to Stryker's island base for some sort of experimentation and imprisonment. Why does that require um, two conversations? That's my question. Uh, Will I am's character I, well, because, knows everything that yeah. they've done 
And he's like, well, we better go ask, uh, we better go ask him, but be careful. He's gotten fat. Like, yeah, don't comment um, on his which, weight. And then, which, then we get the throwaway. There. It's an interesting use of Blob. But, but know, we get the throwaway Bub. And it's such yes. a waste because he's like, well, I didn't call him Blob. I called him Bub. And it's like, you Bub. motherfuckers. Can't you just, just write one the time. movie well? I mean, look who we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway. So <laughs> we uh, hear that so, you give us yeah, 12 so... episodes, but what if we did it six? <laughs> Fuck you, Benioff. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so anyway uh and part of this whole capture mutants plan does give us a really throwaway and terrible uh scene or a little sequence with young scott summers we get cyclops in this movie anyway yeah, logan yeah. and his old team raid strikers island to free the captured mutants and maybe kill striker and victor i don't know Stryker activates his mutant killer. This is the secret weapon he's been working on. By collecting all the mutants' DNA, he has created Weapon 11. And that is this movie's bastardized version of Deadpool, a mouthless, pink-eyed, knife-hand abomination. Holy shit and hand grenades. This is bad. Stuff happens. Logan cuts terrible Deadpool's head off. And Stryker finally erases Logan's mind with an adamantium bullet. Sure, why not? Yes, I, T-dubs. I, I cannot let you stop before saying not only is he mouthless, <laughs> yada, 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 but he has the black over eyes only when he uses his laser eye function. And that's like, hey, look, it's Deadpool. See, look, look yeah. there's the black. Part. There's the black like on his mask. Get yeah. it? See? Yeah. 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 yeah that's Deadpool true. famous for shooting lasers <laughs> out of his eyes. Yeah. Um, yes, that's a good point. I, I suppose I hadn't really realized that till you pointed it out. Uh, he does have scarring around his eyes that does mirror the domino esque nature of his mask. I, oh, that's a, also that's a good that's a good. Uh, uh, I, I, I guess <clears throat> I could save this for my holy shit! I can't believe they did that. But Striker, he's like sitting there typing on the keys because Deadpool <laughs> listens to him, and he's like engage. Of course, that decapitate. Means now I'm super fucking tough. And then he's like, decapitate. Yeah, I forgot to mention another one of Deadpool's superpowers is that they've also implanted uh, chat GPT into his brain. (laughs) He just just typed evil shenanigans. Evilist. Uh, So our mind-wiped Logan wakes up to see his dog tags. They read Logan on one side. And then we get Gambit showing up like, hey man, don't you remember me? I used to have an accent, but now I don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Wolverine will go and... through that with Storm too. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We do get a mid credit scene with this movie where the awful Deadpool, maybe you can call him Fopool, uh, picks up his decapitated head and shushes the audience. Gag me with a spoon. So there was two after credits. Yes. Uh, there's that one, and there's the one where he finds like the traditional uniform, correct? No, no that's, that's the uh, Wolverine. That's yeah. okay. That's a yeah, different, different movie. That, that's I, even Wolver- more frustrating, Wolver- honestly, because that's like, oh my God, that looks good. We should have seen it. Um, but no, I think there is a second uh, post credit scene with yeah. this movie or something where you see Stryker being arrested for murdering the judge. Oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Which wh- that's like the most useless, like. Yeah. So he faces consequences. No kidding. Like, can we talk about Striker stabbing the general? I swore to defend this country against yeah. enemies, both foreign and domestic. domestic. I'm not really sure what his plan there is, other than and he's he, gone full psycho. 
it looks so it looks so bad it's it's a weird effect like I, yeah like does the sword sizzle when he does it it's, i think it bends or something yeah i don't know his <laughs> new weapon 11 adamantium swords <laughs> bend. and uh, you know what also to make him an even bigger scumbag he also apparently like his mutant son murdered his wife so he lobotomized him and keeps him in a tube yeah something. he keeps him on ice on ice yeah whatever it's uh yeah Gross. he's a bad guy who does you know it hurts things. this movie a lot <laughs> yeah a lot uh, the fact that x2 exists and does all of this better yeah I, I, yeah again this is a you know just a failed venture from the get-go uh so i guess that does beg the question though how many beers does this movie require to get through t-dubs i'll start with you okay so I remember liking it or semi enjoying it. I mean, I do love Hugh Jackman, so obviously I'm a little bit biased in that way. But my goodness, this does not hold up. No. And I was even my wife commented. She's like, "Oh boy, when did this come out?" So 2009. She was feels earlier than that. Yeah, like 2003 sounds about right. Uh, I'd give this. I'm going the full six pain beers. I hate this movie now. Yeah, I don't ever want to watch this again. <laughs> Especially because, I mean, thank goodness he got to redeem himself with the Wolverine, which your mileage will vary, but the unrated cut is far superior. And then Logan is an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so It also does everything this movie tries to do better. It makes you care about yeah. Wolverine, and, and, and you know, there's emotional stakes in that film. And it doesn't result to like cheesy... Uh, cliche you know uh, tragic backstory yeah. uh yes yeah. i mean when we get to recommendations there's one thing this movie did give us that is valuable and i'll just say it now it's the movie tie-in game which shockingly yes. is incredible yes very, very well like reviewed. god of war uh 2.5 it's bloody you get to like be the wolverine it's got great uh, re- uh regeneration effects where the more damage you take, like the more fucked up Wolverine looks, and then he recuperates. It's like, it's a pretty badass game, and you fight a Sentinel. It was rad, yeah. and uh, no, so at least we got that out of it. And Hugh Jackman did all the voice work, and he put his heart and soul into it, of course. Uh, but the movie is an absolute zero. It's just it's six pain beers. Yeah. Okay. I, I I can't say that I disagree with your opinion there. What about you, Captain Cash? How many beers did you have to down during? Oh, I, I don't know about six. Origin? Well, come on, Hugh Jackman being so charming and such a damn yeah, handsome man. That'll take one off for that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, agree, I agree with you 100%. That's the I, only thing that saves this movie from being six beers is the fact that, God damn, is that Hugh Jackman Well, charming. Hugh Jackman can carry a film. It's true. Leah Schreiber also trying very hard. Danny yeah, he's Houston not bad. trying very hard. They're just surrounded by a horrific script. Yeah uh it's a good it's a good uh saber tooth um they cut they probably should have gone a little more comic accurate and like poofed up his collars a bit more and you know they give us a little bit of that vibe but you know that's that's not bad he's not the problem with the movie if anything we didn't get enough of him well all right we've got our beer ratings in now so let's uh slash our way into the first break but first let's hear some words from our pal over at the double turn podcast Hey everyone, it's the J-Man and I'm the host of the Double Turn Podcast. 
Every month, myself and a featured guest bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in the industry, or taking a look back at some of the greatest matches and moments in history. So check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And give us a follow on Twitter at TDT Wrestling Pod and on Instagram at The Double Term Podcast. And don't forget to check out our home base at wabamentertainment.com for all your comic book and movie needs. And check out our sister podcast, Hops and Box Office Flops. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. And we are talking about X-Men Origins Wolverine. And we're going to fire up some lingering questions. So to Chumpzilla, I ask, how do you fix this movie? Well, I think it's some of the things that apparently we're in that original script and that's just to not add so much stuff trim down the plot focus more on logan versus victor especially in terms of who the final fight is with and then uh completely get rid of the the failed launch of deadpool there you can introduce wade wilson but we do not need to see that abomination so again you focus on the two brothers dump deadpool and uh, maybe get rid of some of the other supporting characters and just shrink the the, the script and, and the number of like cameos they have to juggle and make a tighter, more emotional film about like a sibling rivalry that, you know, goes wrong. Well, how do you fix the movie? One, make a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Chem Cell is 100% correct. Strip this movie of all the other superfluous mutant randomness. Uh, you, you definitely don't need Wade Wilson. Um I don't think you need the team. They don't really. I mean, tribute to at least much. not two versions of the team. Or, or I right? mean, Gambit. Yeah. Two versions. There's no need for Gambit here. There's no need for Kayla Silver Fox. The whole it, it oh, could, well, we used her to get to you, and she we faked her death, and it's just like this movie overthinks itself at every turn. It's like such movie making by committee stuff. So, it, yeah. make it an origin. It's a it's a movie about how Wolverine came to be Wolverine. It's not a movie about a million other goddamn things. So, okay. Now let me ask you a question, enough. Captain Cash. Yeah, you're the resident comics expert. Is it true that they've gone around now and as a running joke inserted Logan into various other important moments in comic book history? Like I just saw a panel on Twitter, I think, where. It's a newer comic done in the retro style where Logan was there when Peter Parker's father died or something and was friends with the Parkers. Yeah, I I, I don't put it past comics to have retcons some nonsense like in that. But, yeah. I mean, Wolverine's that's always what this had movie such... tries to do, though, yeah. right? Wolverine basically comes across like, I don't know, a solid like 25% of all major X-Men characters post like 1989. Wolverine <laughs> yeah. literally could have ended... The Civil War, World War One, and World War Two, and chose to just like casually be involved in them. <laughs> like he, he, he can just do whatever the fuck he wants. He can't be stopped. I have to admit, as cool as that uh, flashback war scene montage is, at the point that they're just beating dudes to death with rifles, yeah. it's like you could just shoot them. That just seems cruel. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes a while to reload those old-timey rifles. You're going to shoot me I with suppose. a cannon? Well, now I'm going to go knuckle deep with my bone claws, buddy. <laughs> Honestly, that seems like a really good way to get hepatitis. So good thing for his uh, 
Good thing healing for healing factor. factor. Yeah. Yeah. It's come in handy. Well, I think we touched on what the next question is, which is this movie's got a lot of dumb stuff in it, but I would like to know, in your opinion, what is the most I cannot believe this is in the movie? It's Victor Creed as the Jellicle choice and running around like an actual cat. I <laughs> the, Yeah, the, the uh, quadrupede run there. Interesting. It Very does like not horror hold movie. Like, you know, when like the, the possessed child like crawls up the wall. Yeah, it's kind of. Like you can do that stuff in the comic where you can kind of make the shape work however you want. But yeah. when you watch an actual human do like a vampire jump, it's just you're like, yeah, that that we still haven't quite cracked the code on that one, huh? I'm oh, not man. sure. I'm not sure if he's becoming a skinwalker or if he's Morbin. Can't tell. <laughs> he's, he's, Deep he's Morbin. Those claws. He's Morbin. He's Morbin. He yeah. Morbin before it was cool. Uh, yeah. Also, his rubber <laughs> hands look fairly terrible in many many scenes where it's like. It's like, oh, now those rubber hands, man. They're comically bad. <laughs> we got to do um, something about those rubber hands. I had a uh, wolf, uh, uh, you know, wolf man, a werewolf costume uh, in the 90s that, you know, it was a rubber mask with actual hair stuck on it. And it came with gloves. Those gloves look exactly like Lee Shriver's hands in this movie. And I'm pretty sure they just had those gloves and like repainted them for the film. Like, like look, we're, we're going to save like. 50 bucks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Up, Get them werewolf forward. hands. Remember the werewolf leprechaun hands. cut off his finger in Leprechaun 4? I'm fairly sure they lent <laughs> that prosthetic to leave Shriver for half the movie. Uh, yeah. Listen, you got to defray costs however you can. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, Zilla, anything else, anything you yeah. would say worse than that? So I think to ask that question, you have to add the caveat. Other than Deadpool, because it is offensively bad at the end of the movie. So with that off the board, and it's funny because as dumb as that is and as frustratingly disappointing as it is, it just gets followed up with that adamantium bullet roll, uh, revolver uh, ending where he finally erases his brain. I don't understand how that works. Yeah. He, he clearly got shot in the, I'm assuming shot in the head, possibly. Maybe it was just the heart. I don't know when he faced the firing squad. Yeah, like, so why didn't he forget then? And he wasn't maybe, bulletproof I guess, then. I, I think maybe they aim for the chest. I you know center of mass. I don't know, maybe they do. I don't. I assume they took headshots. I I don't know. But anyway, but it, it, so how does that bullet even work? Does it penetrate his skull? Does it just like embed itself? Because it, the the wound heals up. Like I, the whole mechanism, how, how that would wipe his mind doesn't make any sense. Because it seems like that if that's all it took, why didn't they have like the uh, the uh, No Country for Old Men device? The old cow presser? Yeah. Yeah, the cow presser and load it up with the you know adamantium bolt and just bang. Also, what's, what's the pro- what's the process it, they're trying to use that fails? They could have just put a, the shot him in the head. How does adamantium work? You know, you assume it's like a lightsaber, right? If you're lightsaber dueling somebody, you can't cut through the other lightsaber. Here it's like, nope, I can just cut Deadpool's head off. Or, hey, I can just shoot through your adamantium skull with this adamantium bullet. I don't get how it works. Yeah, I mean... I, I assume it's a, adamantium is only weak to other adamantium. But even then, that's a little... Yeah, I, even that's... Yeah, it, it, uh, this movie doesn't care either. <laughs> it's like... No. Yeah. It, it, does, not, like, it does not listen, stop to answer any of these questions. 
I mean, this movie just has to end with his mind wiped. However, right. we get there, yeah, and it's just like. To What's me, the most economical way to so, do that? I, I don't know. Shoot, shoot him in the head, I guess. Head, the yeah. silver bullet. Like I, the whole thing, just I. It's just not. It's it somehow makes me angry. Like I'm disappointed in Deadpool, but the stupidity of the movie's end with the bullet and the mind wipe is so dumb. It really makes me angry. Like I remember watching this for the first time and being like, "Oh fuck you, movie. Fuck you." I mean, yeah. then again, I Black Panther was like, "Hey, how do we solve the problem of a guy using a." adamantium like staff against warships work well he's just stronger so he can destroy those they're supposed to be indestructible but he's stronger so he can do it yeah not not that yes that works yeah i mean i don't know it's it's not adamantium then it's uh it's vibranium yeah it's vibranium but it's the same principle right like Hey, here's the guy. I mean, technically, in the He's in the stronger? comics, but adamantium is supposed to be an alloy they're trying to mimic vibranium yeah. for. But I'm, well, I'm that, yeah, that's all relatively new. Like, how do you solve the problem? Yeah. Like, here's the guy. He comes to the village. He's got to destroy stuff. Well, but he's got the same stuff. Oh, uh, I, but he has wings on his feet. Oh, okay, so he can destroy everything. <laughs> no, he can just you know got wings on his feet yeah makes no fucking no makes any fucking sense yeah he's got a yeah. he's got a metal head he's like, well just shoot him with a metal bullet <laughs> yeah just don't ask questions all yeah. bullets are metal thunderous wizard anyway no, well not riot police bullets right maybe they should shot yeah, with a rubber hope. bullet yeah chumzilla just made a reference to where i want to take the next question which is beyond i can't believe they did that moment into of the mutants other than Deadpool, which we all agree was done the worst by, was the who was the mutant where you went, I cannot believe this is how they chose to do it. Oh, I've got an yeah. offbeat answer for this one, Tito. Okay. okay. All right. Um, and it was going to be my honorable mention for dumbest, or I can't believe how dumb this is as part of the movie. Um, you know, hey, I'm familiar with some of the source material that uh, this movie references. And in the 90s, I was a fan of Maverick, a.k.a. Agent Zero. Yeah. And his 90s look was pretty bitchin'. With the and, metal mask. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he was some kind of uh, a future soldier, kind of like a cable light, I think. He he did look like a cable, but he was a... Uh, I forget what his deal was. I know he had, like, cancer or something, but... Uh, yeah, and, like, uh, time travel or something. Uh, I don't. I don't think you could time travel, but I don't remember. He had some weird, like non-defined power stuff. Like he could have been like you could have used that that crazy character design, and he could have been like both Wraith and and and, uh, somebody else. You could have combined a couple of characters into him and and had him just be more like you know a fun part of the movie. Because again, that '90s look was pretty pretty rad. Uh, but I will say in this movie, in the opening like raid scene with him, when he does like the physics defying wire jump slash matrix pistol foo, it's just like, oh no. And then when I now that I know the director didn't have any action experience, I'm like, yeah, no, clearly, because he was Tracks. like, oh, that works. Let's leave that in there. Like oh, it's okay. it looks um, bad. It's cartoony, like in the wrong many way, other not things. the good kind. Yeah. I'm going with Sabretooth. I, I love Leo Schreiber, I, th- I think he's good in this movie. Yeah. They just that character is such an afterthought, and they they kind of rob him 
of of who he agency by just making yeah. him like the jealous brother and he's and like brother blood, I, of, they don't really Logan. like get in they don't really get into that either and like, he's a just, moron and he's just Wolverine's a, a moron in this movie like they all just of, willingly I, do whatever the fuck striker suggests even though he's clearly evil like he's cartoonishly manipulated also he yeah. keeps his son in a freezer that's right next to all the other shit and everyone's like nah it's cool it's not like it's hidden mm. I feel like the director went to to leave Shriver before every scene and leave is like, you know, hey, what's what's my motivation in this scene? And the director says, you're a bastard. That's yeah, it. I, like that's that's all your character is. Your character is a bastard, you're a bloodthirsty bastard. That movie should maybe have some weird rival unearned rivalry with Logan. Because so far as we can tell, Logan's only been a good brother. They they never have like a falling well, out, really. His whole thing is like you don't uh idly sit by why murder and uh sexually assault people. How can yeah. you be my loyal brother if you don't let me be a fiend? And, and and I get it. Like it's just it's just not a personal thing between them. They just go different paths, right? So again, they don't have to be brothers to have that kind of relationship. They can just be friends. He's a great character. He's just never been done right, and he's done yeah. better here than I think he has done in X Men One. Well, I mean X Men One, he's barely a character, but yeah, he's just there. I mean. Th- they give him some. They give him stuff to do, but to your guys' point, it doesn't really go anywhere. I mean, I was on the fence on this one because I really don't think any of the supporting cast get it well, right? I think Blob fares the best. I, I like Blob in this; he's fun, but Gambit's not really much of Gambit. Like he does the stuff, and he's got a bow staff, but that's kind of it, and he's only in it for half a second. Yeah, he's got like one big scene. He's yeah. he is terrible in this movie. I'm not a Gambit fan, but geez, you could have done that character way better service than just have him just kind of be there to be a chauffeur. Yeah. Like, well, it's because they had to have yeah. a mutant escape the the uh the camp to show him the location to move the plot along. It's just a we- it is a weird choice to go with somebody like Gambit. Is a very well known, like a popular character. And it's also just just throwing people into like a timeline that doesn't fit. It would have made more sense, like again, reduce the number of characters. It could have just been Scott Summers. I mean, like, how fucking old is Cyclops based upon this timeline? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously it's been 50 by X-Men. You know, and it, it it would have been funny if it would have set up maybe like the the romantic uh, rivalry there. Maybe if it's like Jean Grey catches Wolverine's eye at the end of the movie. No, it never works. It yeah. definitely that would have been awkward. <laughs> Did not work in Apocalypse either, where he like breathes heavily over the teenage Jean Grey, and it's like, nope, didn't need that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Little help now. <laughs> Got it. Cut the scene. Uh, Brian yeah. Singer. You There's a lot of creep. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> well, with that in mind, uh, what do you think the best action scene? Let's go the other way. What worked? There's uh, one scene in this movie that works, and that is <laughs> shirtless Hugh Jackman escaping Alkali Lake <laughs> and then fighting the the Humvees and the helicopter. That's it. Yeah, yeah, but he crashed. You're just in it for the shirtless Hugh Jackman. I feel like I, that we should have known that that why, was going to be his answer. Why isn't there an unrated cut of this one? <laughs> can we get can we get that a little bit lower? Yeah. 
<laughs> just want some full frontal Jackman. Come on, yeah. man. All right. Jumzilla, which one worked for you? Uh, that's easily it. I mean, that's like the most competently done uh, action scene in the movie. And it actually yeah. serves. It's not just a big splody, splody bit in the middle of the movie because they need the action either. It actually moves the story along. It's like one of the better uses of spectacle to move the plot along in the movie. Like, yeah, he, uh-huh. he from yeah. there, you know, he, he, you know, he's killed agent zero and he's, you know, uh, motivated to, you know, finish the job. And it was highlighted you know, in the great uh, MTV Movie Awards song, Tough Guys Don't Look at Explosions. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might be the iconic Tough Guy Doesn't Look at Explosion. I mean, it's clutch. It's up there. Uh, or so at least get... it's the both the pinnacle and nadir that when I saw this Tough Guy Doesn't Look at Explosions, I went, oh, God, Tough Guys Don't Look at Explosions, do they? For the first time in my life. So don't be mad at me, but I also like his fight with Weapon Eleven. I understand I that truly it's like, dislike Weapon Eleven. I understand it's like a bastardized Deadpool, and I don't really care about Deadpool, so that doesn't stick in my craw all that much. Although I mean, it's bad. Uh, but Scott Adkinson is the stunt performer for Ryan Reynolds throughout that scene, yeah. and that guy's a badass. And it's kind of cool to yeah. see him flipping around and, and zipping back and forth and of course you get the really terrible callback from the opening scene where it's like oh this is coming back when they're in the trench and they're like back to back and then they have to go back to back and to have victor come to save him at the end it doesn't make any sense nobody's gonna kill you except me yeah but all of a sudden like their relationship as adults is bizarre. If anybody's gonna yeah. cut off your head, it's my rubber hands, Logan. Not this guy. My meaty rubber hands. <laughs> so, Come so touch meaty. my meaty rubber hands. <laughs> like little sausages. But I, I can't give that scene any credit. Not just because Deadpool is a bad version of the character in this movie, Weapon Eleven, whatever. But T Dubs. But he does the most metal thing that he can and impales Hugh Jackman through like, you know, the shoulder blades and pins him to the top of the cooling tower. Why does he just laser his head off right well, then and there? Like, and then again, why does that, it take that, the extra command for decapitate? Like, you've, right? That, that, you've should be it. that should be the killing blow. Like your mutant killer doesn't have the killer instinct. It was, it was actually, it was, it was actually whole block up up down right down right a b select start he just couldn't get it done in time so yeah dude yeah yeah no striker could not get the fatality in time. Yeah. i always assumed it was Amateur. back back down low yeah. kick <laughs> back back down low kick turns into a dragon yeah you gotta you gotta be at medium distance though or it doesn't work uh i mean yeah all of that's fair all of that's fair Last question, and before we take a final break and we get into the trivia challenge, which is, I think the film Logan was widely regarded to be the perfect send-off for this character. However, Wolverine is coming back, and Hugh Jackman playing him for Deadpool 3. What are your thoughts on that? I got some thoughts. Um, It depends on how much Disney sticks their nose in there. Uh, the MCU's been teetering lately. Obviously, it was pretty much the gold standard prior to Phase 4, but they need to leave him alone. 
It needs an R rating. And short of any of that, I don't want to see it. I don't think it's a good idea. Logan's the perfect movie. I'll disagree there because obviously the two guys are buddies and Ryan Reynolds has been trying to set this up over two movies now. And even before that, really, obviously with this film. Um, And I think it's key here that because we have the multiverse in play that it's not the same Logan. So I, I, I'm okay with it because I would agree if it was the same Logan, if that character was coming into the Deadpool universe, no, that doesn't, doesn't, first it doesn't work. And secondly, I don't think anybody wants to see it. At least I don't. But the fact that this is going to be a different Wolverine, that this might be the first time we see Jackman in the suit, in the mask, because you you got to know that they're meta enough. They know that's got to happen. That is this franchise's equivalent of Captain Millionaire or a similar Avengers Assemble. Things that we knew were coming, but we didn't get. And they're not going to get six Deadpool movies. So with Wolverine in them, like Hugh Jackman. So this is it. So they got to give us that. Even if it's just a gag, just, just to see him in the suit. For like a half a second. I mean, that's that's that, that's great. To be I'm, fair, Chuckzilla, even this Logan is not the same Logan as Logan's in the other movies. Right, <laughs> this, right. This movie seems to just do whatever the fuck it wants to do. Yeah, well, I mean, these the three Wolverine movies are all loosely connected, right? They're well, not direct. The Wolverine directly anyway. connects to Days of Future Past. And then Logan, you can draw yeah. sort of a line back, like okay, yeah. okay, so it, it didn't wind up the way they'd hoped, and it actually is pretty damn dark in the fact that Professor X uh, has Alzheimer's and murdered most of the mutants, yeah. which is about as dark as it can get. But you can right, draw right. lines between those movies. Well, yeah, I mean exactly. They, they, but then I would say they're not—they're not totally elsewhere stories, but they're like loosely connected. Except maybe you're right, maybe the days of future past because I've only seen that movie once, and I've only seen the Wolverine once, so I don't I don't have strong memory connections there. But I mean, they're all yeah, like I said, they're not direct sequels, so I'm not worried about seeing that Logan again because that would be terrible. I mean, honestly, you have to understand the rivalry that exists between Jackman and Reynolds, and I mean, it's mostly played for laughs. But I really feel like finally having the two of them together. Yeah, uh, it it's gonna be fun. I, I really don't, don't think. I, I saw how yeah. the last two Deadpool's went. I'd be surprised if Brian Reynolds squanders it. It'll probably be very very entertaining. And I love Hugh yeah. Jackman, and I'll love seeing him back. I've said many times on this pod. I think he is the my the most iconic single performance as a character. He is the guy for me. Like he is Wolverine. That's who I think about. It'll be very hard for me to see anybody else as Wolverine. Yeah. Fair enough. And again, I think it's I think if anything, we'd want to see the older Wolverine. I don't want another young Wolverine. Well, the I, fact I, is I he's a... not young anymore, so he cannot play a young Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think they're. I think they might cast younger. Is what I'm trying to say. And there's really oh, no reason. Oh, to. in Marvel, yeah, I think they will go young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because they're going to want him to play the character for upwards. Of yeah, 10 I mean, years. ten years. Yeah, yeah, and which which will be a which will be a bummer because like it might not be that interesting. At least to like you know the grizzled confidence. If anything, I would go with an Elsewhere's deal, uh, kind of like the Joker, but do the old man Logan. You know. Like, yeah, but that's but what the comic book, the more comic booky version. Yeah. 
Yeah, it kind of, but like I'd like to see him with like you know the, the evil Hulk or some you know some evil villain because they can use them all now. They might not want to use the Hulk because of they don't want to make the character bad or whatever, but they could do something with him and like an old Jeremy Renner. They can do it like yeah, do it old like man the old Hawkeye. comics. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like turn it like a not even a trilogy, but like a road movie or something like that. I would you know? fully embrace, but but, but it's either... too late for that. Honestly, you can't really do that now. Either DC or Marvel having a more robust Elseworlds fold of their portfolio, which I know yeah. DC, you know, does have with the Joker and and Joker, uh, the second one. And the Batman. And the Batman. Yeah. Uh, but and Marvel Batman could do some own. really cool shit, too. And yeah, I would yeah. actually prefer and that. And I think they tried the main story. Right. They tried, but they went animation with the, the what ifs. Right. That was like their weirdest. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but that's not that's nothing like doing a prestige, you know, big budget movie like The Joker. Well, all right, we've freshened up our beers, and now we are ready for the competitive portion of the pod. It is time for the Weapon X Trivia Challenge. Tonight we've got the standard five questions, multiple choice. And you'll be playing for one of Hugh Jackman's screen-worn tank tops. Sweet, sweet, sweat stains and all. Your chime-ins tonight are, she's a gymnast. <laughs> I said bub, goddammit. Or any of the pod standards. <laughs> Good luck, gentlemen. He's a gymnast. I'm in love. What is that accent? <laughs> like, what is he doing? <laughs> his best, Chumzilla. He's doing his best, all right? Doing slightly better than Taylor Kitsch, just slightly. <laughs> anyway, okay. Question number one: Leave Schreiber almost had to wear a muscle shirt for his role as Sabretooth, but instead he asked for a chance to train before filming to gain some more mass, the old-fashioned way. How much weight did Leave gain? Was it a twenty-five pounds? Was it B? 35 pounds was it c 40 pounds or d 50 pounds she's gymnast got <laughs> cash 40 sounds just crazy enough that it's possible but not as insane as 50 so 40 pounds finally 40 answer. pounds c 40 pounds that is correct yes it took Which him three is impressive, Liam Schreiber. Way to go, well, dude. Um, I think he's got a pretty big frame. He's a tall dude, isn't he? He's a dude. And I'm sure the guy, HGH yeah. didn't hurt. Yeah. 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 The old fashioned way. He hurt his sperm count. Taking, but... <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, he was taking he's whatever he was taking. Um, but yeah, he uh, trained for three months on his own. And then while on set filming, he trained with Jackman. I call horse shit. Yeah, no, that's I gained living. forty pounds of muscle in three months at, at the age of like thirty something. Yeah, it's a better living through chemistry, folks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this was a big deal for Hugh Jackman. It was his solo Wolverine movie, his first one. That is, uh, what was his salary for this film? Was it a fifteen million dollars, b twenty million dollars, c twenty five million dollars? Or D, $27.5 million. Doctor! <laughs> I believe that is T-dubs. Uh, all right. Cuckoo, cuckoo. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with twenty million. Twenty million. B twenty million. That is incorrect, Captain Cash. Can you steal? What we had was it twelve? Yeah, your remaining answers are A fifteen million, C twenty five million, or D twenty seven point five million. Two thousand nine. A. A. Fifteen million. Yeah. That is also incorrect. How much did they pay this man? $25 million. He, <laughs> wow. He was like a fifth of the budget. Pay yeah. this man his money. <laughs> yeah. Woo. yeah, $25 million. Worth, and I, again, worth I, every penny. I don't, I, yeah, I don't think giving up $5 million of that salary is helping this movie one bit. But anyway, uh, hey, that leaves, uh, that leaves Captain Cash in the lead. With Woo. one point, as we head into right, question right. number three, which pod favorite actor auditioned for the role of Fred Blob Dukes? Was it A, Nick Cage? Was it B, David Harbour? 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 Whatever. Harbour. Stranger yeah. Things guy. Harbour? David Harbour. Harbour? Is, is it Ranfield? Yeah. <laughs> it's Rainfield. Wapner's on. Got to watch my Wapner. Uh, uh, or C, uh, Devin Sawa. Or D, rest in peace, buddy, Ray Stevenson. Ooh. Ugh. I'm torn between two. Mm. I, she's a gymnast. <laughs> oh, I, remember, I remember when that tattoo weighed 85 pounds. Um, okay, what's your answer, Captain Cash? So... I'm sure it's not Stevenson because this time he'd have been shooting Punisher War Zone. Harbor. B, David Harbor. That is correct. Yeah. That was, was my two guess. Two point yeah. lead. I figured it was him. But well, I mean, Devin Sawa was crazy enough that it might have been possible. I knew it wasn't Nick but, Cage. Yeah. But even yeah. in 20, uh, sorry, 2009. That, that seems up. Yeah, Kate is not auditioning for anything. For the no. record, that's, yeah. that was the red hair. My Medulla Oblongata. Yeah, <laughs> easy, easy. There, He's ten fingers and oh boy. Uh, yeah, okay, all right, all right. Wait, way to go, Captain Cash. That is two points for you. Moving on to question number four. The movie's unfinished work print was famously leaked to the internet a month before the movie was set to be released. How many times did Fox estimate it was downloaded? Was it A, 15 million times, B, 20 million times, C, 24.5 million times, or D, 33.5 million times? You got to be hard now, Jimmy. That's Captain Cash. 15 million. 15 million didn't work last time. It's going to come up this time, though, damn it. Okay. 15 million times a that is correct yes yeah so that's a lot of downloads and that, uh that and is, it was uh, if every one of those was an eight dollar movie ticket yike yeah, yeah and uh i mean it was totally unfinished and the ending like looked like total shit and it made no sense and yeah yep. so that sucks it does and again it was rupert murdoch's copy yeah <laughs> 
Oops. Don't do? send me this. Take it, yeah, pretty singing again. boy. <laughs> I'll teach you to be the most handsome Australian man. There's only one Australian I want in my inbox, and it's Mel Gibson, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry, T-Dubs. You have been eliminated tonight mathematically. A sweaty tank top is yours, Captain Cash, but let's do question number five. Yes, I'm going to. I'm going to strain my coffee through it. So every morning I wake up and I get jacked, man. Can I just say this is my most devastating loss in the history <laughs> yes. of trivia? This is painful. Yeah. Yeah. You would like to get a big whiff of that. Oh, uh, my God. Musk. But, I would uh, put it inside my pillowcase. Be... <laughs> now, just for pride here, here is question number five. There are lots of mostly throwaway mutant cameos in this movie. And I definitely didn't do them any justice in the plot. There's just a ton of throwaway cameos. Oh, yes, uh, but yes, they did manage to cut one uh, from the film. Which one of these mutants cameo was cut from the final cut? Was it A, Jubilee, B, Psylocke, C, Nightcrawler, or D, Storm? Ugh, ugh, uh... Parts and tarts. <laughs> I'll, I'll just go silos. <laughs> uh yeah, not a bad guess, but no, it was not silent. If it's Jubilee, so, I'm just gonna throw something out my window. <laughs> yeah, so th- this is where I say Jubilee, only because it feels like, like that's the most Wolverine relevant character that wasn't anywhere else. Like right, like I mean maybe Nightcrawler. The nineties animation would you yeah. Know, we probably want to pull for that one. That has some nostalgia factor. Um, but no, it is not a Jubilee. It was D Storm. And exactly. apparently you can see the deleted scene on the special edition of the DVD. But on one of their mission <clears throat> missions in uh, Nigeria or wherever they are, uh, at the beginning of the movie, uh, apparently Logan was supposed to spot a, a, a young girl in the crowd with white hair. So that's all we were going to get. It wasn't even going to be an adult storm. It was just going to be a little girl with white hair. Hmm. Probably like force broomed or made the wind blow or something. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'd been some little tell there that why Logan would care. Yeah. I mean, that might even be in the video game. It would have been so long since I played it. Yeah. Where you meet a well, yeah, they, they shot it, but they cut it. And uh, apparently, you know, T-Dubs, if you ever find your DVD copy, oh, you threw it away, but maybe no, it's I, I have copy. it. I, ha- I have the Blu-ray. I it, oh, you have the Blu-ray. Come with the digital, the Blu-ray, the DVD. Obviously, I didn't need the DVD. Oh, the triple, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that gotcha. might be okay, in the so game, you... but it's been so long since I played it. But yeah, you've you've got it on a special edition anyway. But that's it. Well, congratulations again, Captain Cash. You are yeah. the Weapon X trivia champion. Enjoy. Your A shirt. Wonderful. I'm coming for it. <laughs> Better lock your doors. Thunderous Wizard's going to have a Ocean's Eleven style heist, yeah. a weapon Ocean's Eleven style heist. I'm going yeah. to hire a very flexible gymnast, a, a handsome but yeah. down on his luck fellow, and several others. Gymnast. Uh, a guy doing a fake British accent. And several others to help me steal it yeah i know we kind of beat up on it earlier but i have to say because i don't think it's been explicitly stated the claw effects in this movie are so bad oh my god it's, maybe that it, should have been kind of i can't believe that. i can't believe the shit they did 
Because they had gotten consistently better over the X Men movies. Uh huh. Yeah. And then this Except one, they go like, here. They go back to like X Men One. They're worse than X Men One because there's like a uh, there's like a glossiness to them that just yeah, doesn't make yeah. sense. They, they yeah they don't have like weight or like you know, texture to them. They just yeah they they look like bad CGI. They do. Uh, the bone cl- the bone claws at the very beginning of the movie are pretty rough too. The bone kid. claws that he stomps on, and they don't make a sound when they crack. That's oh, they should have been they should have been bleeding too. Yeah, that, that, that was a cheap effect. But I, I forgot to mention this too. One of the other parts of the movie that that it, right off the bat lets you know it's going to be rough is uh, when the young Jimmy charges at his biological father. I don't know what effect they were using for his charge. But it's like they put him on a little rolling cart and rolled him across the screen. Like it was like a weird effect shot. Listen, like, being a child I... actor is tough. The two ch- children in this movie are bad. They're bad. Yeah. It's bad. It, it, was, it was rough. And then there's some green screen work in this movie that's real rough. Some of the worst. I mean, that could have been my I can't believe they did that shit, which is they basically include all these mutants solely for the Charles Xavier payoff. Yep. As they're fleeing this island where they de-age Patrick Stewart. Stewart, And then the children are running to uh, a green screened helicopter. And it is some of the worst green screen work you will see in a modern movie. Yeah. It is good. Bad. It's like take you out of the movie bad. Yeah. Well, with that being said, I think we are ready for recommendations. And uh, I stole your thunder there, Captain Cash, pun intended. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you start first. Well, for recommendations, uh, this part of the pod where we kind of talk about, hey, what are we into this week? Um, for me, I really don't have a strong recommendation this week. It's been a weird, busy time. But um, I just heard, so this... I. I'm going to recommend this based not on that I've read it because it hasn't out yet, but something I'm looking forward to is the immortal Thor. So Mm. if you're familiar with the immortal Hulk, which was the comic run that ran for about the last, I think it was three or so years. um, And it was written by, uh, I think it was Al Ewing. Just incredible. Like really Really great run. It took the Hulk and turned him into more of a horror comic. Uh, well, they're doing the same thing with the immortal Thor, with the idea being, and the the writer has been very explicit about, yeah, I knew what I was doing when I called it the immortal Thor, but I think this is going to be even better than the immortal Hulk. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in. Hmm, fair Thunder enough. Wizard? Okay, so, um, yeah, I'm still playing... Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It just gets better and better. But I did see two movies, two days in a row. I saw Fast 10, which uh, was glorious. It is fantastically absurd. Uh, Jason Momoa steals the show as Dante, the the bad guy. I really I really liked it. It was fun. Um, I, I obviously understand the movies are they define stupid, but they are also quite fun. And I then on uh, Monday, I got to see a screening of The Flash. So I've seen The Flash as the uh, 
entry video to the movie told us it is not the completed version of the film, meaning I don't know what else was not in it, but certainly there's no credits or anything like that. But I loved it. Um, it's just packed full of heart and humor and a lot of great action. And seeing Michael Keaton back, there's something sort of indescribable about that. So if you were on the fence about seeing The Flash, go see The Flash when it comes out June 16th. You know, I I was a Snyder guy and I, I love those movies, but I'm just a DC guy and I love the characters and they just did an awesome job with it. And Ezra Miller was incredible playing two very distinct versions of Barry Allen. So yeah, it, it it was it was a home run, and I can't wait to see it again. So yeah, yeah see the, the full flash. version. Now you know it's funny to me, and I've seen it online that there is a strong contingent of people that seem to think Christian Bale's Batman would be the bigger draw, and I just don't see that. I understand that some people might be more familiar with that character you know, skewing to the younger demographic, but there's no nostalgia yet for Bale's Batman. Uh, um, no, that would just piss there's, people there's, off, honestly, because yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of Snyder hardcore folks and they can be toxic and that's pretty well known, but there's very yeah. many, uh, there's a lot of uh, very devout Christopher Nolan fans too, who insist that yeah. his art is beyond reproach. So I think, yeah. you know, he said, I want this to be a contained thing. And if you made well, it, not I just thought it was really brave. Of, yeah, no, I just thought it was really brave of Nolan to stop on the second Batman movie because he realized like <laughs> there's just nothing, nothing really left to say about yeah. the character without, without. Uh, yeah. Whoever uh, did that. movie know, having, where, having that Joker where uh, he escaped you know, from around. Turkey. With no passport or identification. Yeah. <laughs> oh, loads of cash. Uh, um, Keaton, man. But yeah. Can't say enough about Michael Keaton. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, anyway, but yeah, I, I, just, I just don't buy that because it just hasn't been long enough. Maybe in 10 years, then, then Bale's Batman could come back for something. But right now, the nostalgia score points, whatever, goes all to Keaton. That's, that's, that's way, that's awesome. For everybody that's like basically 35 to 45. Which is a huge demographic for you know, which which is actually seventy percent right? of the market for these stupid films, right? They're they're gonna geek out over Keaton, so I think just a bunch of Zoomers whining on the internet. But anyway, uh, so my recommendation this week is to watch Logan. Like you know, yeah, if you're gonna fair. see through one of the three uh, Wolverine solo flicks. Watch Logan. It is a great comic book movie. Hey, but don't um, sleep on the R-rated cut of the Wolverine, please. I'm telling you, oh, the, yeah, nin- yeah. the Ninja it, it Village better. fight itself is so much better. Yep. So that's uh, quality uh, '80s Wolverine with the uh, doing the murders patch. in Japan. Good old patch, yeah. And I and I, I have to admit, I didn't like that movie a whole lot, but I, I really enjoyed the post credit scene where they hand him the costume in the in the briefcase. Yeah, where the fuck was like, that in the next movie? It's fine. Yeah, it's like ah, oh, damn, like so close, so close. But yeah, I don't even know is is Logan even on uh, Disney? No, absolutely not. It probably is overseas. <laughs> no. just not here. If this is on stars, I would have to assume Logan is also on stars. Yeah, I think I think you have to either get it on stars or rent it on Prime. Yeah, or, you know, wherever. 
you should own Logan. I, I say that about a lot of movies, but yeah. it just so happens I own a Is lot of terrible a... ones, but Logan, yeah. you, should, you should own. Isn't and, there a black and white version too? Of Logan? Is there? Yeah. Yeah, there yeah, there is like, a black and white version. Yeah. 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 I don't think I've seen bad. it. I've seen uh, uh the shiny and shiny chrome. And chrome. Yeah. Um yeah, I feel like they did a, Justice uh, is gray, but all right then gentlemen, that is it for tonight. Remember you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at hops and Flops. You can find myself on Twitter and all of your social media as C A P T C A S H. Thunderous Wizard can be found at Writer TLK. Chumzilla can be found at Chumpzilla8. Uh, McCheese at HBOF McCheese and Bling Blake at Bling Blake. Check out Wabam Entertainment at wabamentertainment.com. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever your finer Twitter pods might be. In the end, listeners, remember one thing. Cuckoo Kachu got screwed. <laughs> <laughs>